quite unusual. Are we recording? We are recording. Okay, I think I might do the whole show like this. I don't know how you feel. Is this, what, what, are we going to do this? I or? just feel like maybe it kind of goes with the theme. What? The theme that we got for the show. For cryptids. You think this goes with cryptids? Yeah. Because I have a very, very fun belief that everyone that lives in the Bronx, they're a cryptid. Every one of them. Well, you're not wrong. Every cousin one of them Joey, I mean. J- cousin Joey? Cousin Joey. He's got big feet. Why do you think? Mm. His daddy? His daddy's Bigfoot. Cousin Joey's half a Bigfoot. I believe it. I mean, it's like, yeah, he was, technically, he only wears a size 12. But honestly, like, that's kind of big for a five-year-old. I mean, honestly, he's only five. Uh, so, that's a pretty big foot for a five-year-old. Pretty big. Pretty it big. Is. It is. Mm. All right. Well, welcome to the Quite Unusual Podcast. Uh, here, recording live from Brooklyn. We're your hosts. I'm Noelle. And I'm Nicole. And uh, I think we're just going to jump right into it. We're just going to go straight into it. I think we're going to go straight into it. Yes, yes. On this episode of Keeping Up with the Cryptashians. (laughs) Well, first we have to explain. Oh, yeah. What Keeping Up up with the Cryptashians was. It was. How it it became. So I had a dream. And I had a dream about this episode. And we did it. And we recorded Mm -hmm. it. And we were trying to figure out what to name it. Which is stupid because we usually just name it whatever topic it is. You know? And in my dream, we decided we were going to name it Keeping Up with the Cryptashians. I like it. <laughs> and I feel like we should call every other cryptid episode that we do Keeping Up with the Cryptashians. You know what? In my dream, we thought it was the best title ever. When you told me, I laughed so hard I cried. <laughs> and then also, I just realized there's something later in this episode that I had a dream about last night mm, that I put in yes, here. Yes, this is a dream-filled cryptid episode uh i don't know if you guys know this or if we even ever said this before but our catchphrase at the end um celebrate the strange and keep it unusual that was a dream that we had that was a dream that you had yeah well i just want to include you that's a dream and then i woke up i'm like nicole i had this dream and like i don't know if we should use it and you're like oh my god we're using it we're using it and then we used it and here we We used it two years later it's our anniversary (gasps) it is our anniversary anniversary we played it was technically 418. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't stop talking like this. I don't know what it is. We had a lovely dinner. It was oh my God. beautiful. Oh my God. Wine. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous dinner. I'm going to say my steak, a little overcooked. I'm not going to lie. Uh, mine was very overcooked. It was a little overcooked. Very I'm overcooked. not going to lie. Everything else, delicious. delicious. Absolutely. Perfect. Oh my God. The dessert, don't mm. get me started. Don't get me started. Mm. We did get dessert. We should. <laughs> okay. Let's. Back to keeping up with the we Cryptashians. We have to get this accent out of our brains. Yeah. Keeping up with the Cryptashians. Cryptashians. So, when we decided that we obviously had mm-hmm. to bring this mm-hmm. into the episode mm-hmm. somehow because it's fucking weird and... Hilarious. It's so funny. Kind of hilarious. We decided that we were going to... We got to cast this. We have to cast... We have to cast it. Which cryptid would be which kardashian okay so obviously we're gonna start with the most famous kardashian mm. kim kim and you guys you guys know who you already know kim is i bet someone is screaming someone's screaming right now screaming at their car radio it's mothman it's mothman you know why it's the ass that ass have you seen the ass and he's probably well bigfoot's up there too but he's one of the most popular cryptids too oh yeah and if any if oh my god is that your phone? Oh my god! You didn't I didn't silence my... your I didn't damn silence phone. My... I'm so fucking embarrassed. Oh my that. god! I'm throwing it away. I'm not even gonna edit this. I'm gonna. Out. Th- oh my god! Everyone's gonna know. I don't even know how to Everyone make it silent. Focus. 
Put it on June to stove. <laughs> All right, here we go. Phone. All right, not that accent. I know. Why does it keep happening? It's so easy. To okay. Just anyways, spiral. going back to it. Going back. We're going back. If one cryptid is going to have a sex tape, it's going to be Mothman. It, it 100. Is that a hot be. take? I don't even care if it is. Those abs, that ass. Oh my god. Well, quads won't quit. won't quit. Oh my god. The quads are oh. contain. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then next up. Next up. This Who, one's objectively pretty mean. It's uh, but honestly, it's accurate. he's the second most famous cryptid well actually he's pretty up there so who do you guys think bigfoot would be it's obviously chloe (laughs) it's you know what they have millions and millions of dollars Mm -hmm. we can make fun of chloe for being bigfoot okay she'll be fine she's never gonna listen to this she's never gonna hear it oh my god chloe if you're listening She's Bigfoot. We're not sorry. You're Bigfoot. We love Bigfoot. Honestly, so. Bigfoot's one of the better ones. Oh, so my God. Totally. Like, easily, like, the strongest one, I think. I don't know. Everyone knows Mothman's muscles. They're glamour mm-hmm. muscles. Right. And mm-hmm. Courtney. Courtney. Okay. Hear me Courtney out. was a hard one to, to, to peg, but we got her. She's short. She's scrappy. scrappy. She probably eats goats. If I had she to guess. She definitely eats goats. She's definitely She's always on, on like that weird, oh yeah, diet trend. Yeah. If there is one cryptid that is known for shaking a salad before eating it. It's a chupacabra. It's a chupacabra. Mm, there it is. Courtney is a chupacabra. It's pretty obvious. Pretty obvious. Kendall, pretty. we all know this one. Mm. Everyone knows where we're going with this. Actually, I would put money on it that she is. On- that's honestly probably a video of her, is that the video that we've all seen of this cryptid. Mm-hmm. The Are Fresno you, Nightcrawler. The Fresno Nightcrawler. It's the Fresno Nightcrawler. If you guys don't know what that is, that's the one with like just the legs like and the, the gams that go on know? for miles. Because she's a runway model. She's a runway she's model. She's gotta be. And I don't know if you know the lesser known twin of Kendall, <laughs> Kirby. Kirby Kardashian. Kirby mm-hmm. Kardashian. Yeah. Not a lot he, of people know of him. No, he is that weird cryptid that also a lot of people don't know about. That is, I don't even know what it's called. It's just like yeah. a leg with an eye for a knee. Yeah. We just, we found it actually doing research for this episode and we were like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And then I had to double take because I thought it was Kirby Kardashian for yeah. like a second. So he's, he's the... Mm-hmm. The one with the the eye for in the knee. Yep. And then his twin sister, Kendall, is a Fresno Nightcrawler. Right. And Pretty Kylie. Obvious. Kylie. Who do I... We'll let you guys guess. Right now, tell us, who do you think Kylie is? Are we listening? Wait, I think I heard someone say it. Did you hear it? I heard it. Oh, my God. I just heard it. Oh, my that. God. Oh, my God. I heard it, too. Loch Ness Monster. She's Loch Ness Monster. Because... Why? Why? She is the cryptid most likely mm-hmm. to have a makeup empire. Oh, my God. It's the most Nessie. feminine cryptid. It's like Nessie's... Eyeshadow palettes. Yeah. It's like Lip Kit by Nessie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then, of course, the matriarch mm. of the Cryptashians. The head of all of the Cryptashians. Chris Cryptashian Jenner. Gotta be a Wendigo. If one cryptid has momager energy, mm-hmm. it is the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. It's got the little haircut. Yeah. It eats souls. Honestly? Very mysterious. Never I'm, ages. I'm not convinced that Chris actually isn't one. No. If anyone, you know what? If Chris, Chloe, and Kendall might actually be these cryptids. Yeah. Like that we've just seen them and then we, you know, it's like a blurry video of them and it's oh, actually just. Wait, is it? Oh my, is it a black sedan pulling out oh, in front of our house? Fuck, they know. Turn the lights off. They Turn know. the fucking lights off. They know. Turn the fucking lights off. Yeah, so anyways, now that we've cracked the code, Kardashians are really just cryptids. Cryptashians. All of them are cryptids. So on this episode of Keeping Up with the Cryptashians. Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
went from one winning accent to another winning accent. Mm, yeah. Actually, um, I do want to kind of do a little intro for this one because I am so stoked about it. Yeah. I'm so stoked. Okay. Uh, we were going to do a cryptid double feature. Why did I just make that noise? Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm I, so sorry. But okay. don't edit that out. They need to hear. No. The people I'm need not, to know. I wasn't going to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we have spent 13 hours in this fucking attic together today. Mm-hmm. So things are going off the rails pretty fast. It's crazy. Anyways, we are doing this episode, um, obviously it's on cryptids, but we kind of like to keep a little theme moment. I have been wanting to do an mm-hmm. episode like this one for a very long time. Yeah. Obviously, we're doing cryptids, right? We're like, right. what fucking cryptids do we do? We wanted to do lesser cryptids because we each wanted to like chit chat right. about one. Well, yeah, this one's been on my list too for a mm-hmm. while, but I, it was always one of those where I was like, I don't think it's going to be a full episode. Maybe mm-hmm. it would be like a Patreon thing, mm-hmm. but... That's so how I felt about mine. And then we came together mm. and they're kind of like, it's like a cohesive they theme. They kind of go together, kind of like the haunting double feature. Yeah. Yeah. She is else. Okay. So I guess let's just get into it. Okay. We're talking about the little people this little. week. I almost said year, but I won't. All right. We're talking about little people, little phase, little monsters. Little just like a bunch of little guys like all over a bunch of little guys all over like some 13 year old guys uh 13 12 year old men 12 year old (laughs) men and 13 year old guys all right (laughs) without further ado keeping up with the cryptashians all right all right all right for my cryptashian pick i chose the duende or, yeah, I guess I should say El Duende. Which is Spanish for the Duende. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I stand alone here, but I have gone down massive rabbit holes where I just scour YouTube looking for videos of Duende sightings. And then five yeah. hours later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to clean my room. Mm. You know, it's so easy to do. So you brought this up to me and I was like, what the fuck is a duende? Duende. Yes. Um, and then you showed me a duende, and now I'm fucking obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. So anyways, what is a duende? What is a duende? Well, there are a ton of versions of duende all over the globe, mostly coming from Latin America and the Iberian Peninsula, and even in the Philippines. Mm. But in Spanish, the word duende comes from the phrase dueno de casa or duende casa which translates to master of the house mm, so it gets the biggest bedroom obviously master suite nah. i'll go over some of the different versions in a bit but basically the general description of a duende is described as a small human-like creature less than two feet tall usually not taller than a human baby so think like a regular man, but as big as a baby. <laughs> okay, so like now I'm a picturing baby. like a baby, like a human baby, mm-hmm. but just like fully, like fully autonomous. Like it can just like walk around on yeah. like like Boss Baby. Boss, yeah, Boss Baby is, is a, a duende. <laughs> is Boss Baby a duende? He's not not a duende. You heard it here first. I'm making a T-shirt uh, that says Boss Baby is, is duende. El Duende. He, he could be. I've never seen them both in the same place. Me neither. I'm gonna... 
Duende are known for having magical powers and have a lot of similarities to other creatures in folklore, such as goblins, gnomes, gnomes, and leprechauns. Oh, all little guys. Yeah. A bunch of little guys all over. Some say they have the ability to become invisible. What if it's actually more of like, remember in the Hunger Games where PETA was like really good at frosting cakes and then he like Ooh. frosted his arm for he, some reason it, with something. He frosted something. his face into like a tree. And yeah, but like where did he get all that frosting? And then he just like frosted his face and then no one could see him. And like that's just a plot <laughs> it hole. It was mud. It wasn't <laughs> frosting. The one thing that he brought was just a giant jar of frosting. I mean, that's what I would bring if I was going to the Hunger Games. Right, right. But, I mean, I guess. So that's just what I'm... They're definitely frosting themselves so that... So that they're invisible. <laughs> they're pulling a pita. <laughs> they're usually seen wearing big hats, typically red, but I guess it can really be any color depending on the Duende's style. Just like a super stylish one that mm-hmm. has like, uh, I don't know... Well, the goth one has to have a black one. It's just like a beanie. It's like a black beanie. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> just one in a cowboy hat. Whatever they're feeling that day. They typically wear some sort of poncho or like hooded cape thing also. I mean, and that's just based on what drawings and what I've seen on YouTube of like the real sightings. Oh, definitely real sightings. have like a cloak or something. Duendes can be male or female. Oh. And some are described as being clothed while others are just covered in long hair. So maybe it depends on like what the duende is feeling. Are troll dolls duendes? No, they're trolls. Oh, right. I just said troll, didn't I? Tales of Duende are sometimes cute and fun and silly, but most of the time, Duendes are mean little mischievous bastards, and they love pranks. Some stories talk of Duendes and their mystical song. Actually, some stories say Duendes use their songs to lure women and girls into the forest to try to get them lost on their way home. Yeah. It's said if you hear a Duende song in the woods that you should leave immediately or you will just end up lost. I am having a lot of dreams that I'm getting lost in the woods. Is a Duende leading you there? I don't know, maybe. This is a gnome Duende slash dream episode. Turns out. (laughs) Some say you should never whistle while in the bush. Or you are calling a duende to come out and get you. That's perfect. I don't know how to whistle, and you whistle like a fucking songbird. You were the most beautiful whistler. I, yeah, I'm pretty good. Whistler. I have ever heard in my life, <laughs> and I cannot whistle to save my life. I'll teach you. Well, actually, maybe I shouldn't, because no. then a duende will get you. What if I get a duendeed? What if I get duendeed? I won't teach you. Thank you. However, others believe duende are helpers of people who get lost in the forest, and that their song actually helps you find your way home. So who knows? Maybe they're like people and some are nice and helpful and others are just giant dicks. I mean, that's what I like to think anyways. Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. Some accounts say that Duende have their legs turned around so that they confuse those who wish to chase them. So like their feet are facing backwards. Do their knees bend backwards too or just their feet? Just their feet. Okay, well, their leg, their whole leg is turned around. Oh, that's so. got to be really hard to walk, man. Y- yep. But like I said, this is all dependent on the region in which the lore is coming from. So in some cases they are, some cases they aren't. 
A common theme among duende is that they are very aggressive towards women. Okay, so they're not feminists. No. They harass women especially, and some tales even tell of them raping women and leaving them once they are pregnant. So they're also deadbeat dads. Yeah. Well, an encounter with a duende would leave a child fatherless, which some people just automatically blame on a duende, but... That, to me, just sounds like a poor excuse for, like, a shitty man. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, yeah, this is his father and he's a piece of shit. You're just like, it was a duende. Okay, so before men started just like, like oh, I'm going to go uh, get some milk from the store. And then they never come back. Yeah, like the pack of cigarettes. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to go um, uh, hunt a duende. Yeah. And then they never come back. Well, the duende is, suppo- is supposedly the dad. And he leaves oh. the woman. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he's... instead of blaming the real man who mm-hmm. left his child, you were blaming a Mythical creature of creature. folklore. <laughs> of course. Yeah. In Mexican folklore, duendes are gnome-like creatures who live inside walls of houses, especially inside the walls of children's bedrooms. Gross. They love clipping the toenails off of dirty kid toes and since they're so little they sometimes miss and they take the whole toe off oh i made that mistake once or twice (laughs) they're actually pretty dangerous for children too because they are known for stealing kids probably when they haven't cleaned their room let's see what you did there parents (laughs) oh so yeah cautionary tale i love this oh Mm -hmm. yeah duendes love a good mess in, and in some legends, they eat children and have been known to barter with moms for their children so they can feast upon them. Okay. I know you said earlier that duendes, like, some might be good, some might be bad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say across the board, they kind of suck. No, yeah, they're mostly pretty shitty. They seem terrible, like terrible people. Yeah. 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 Many stories about Duende come from children, I found. I guess they like to show themselves to kids. Oh, my God. More so than adults. I don't know, maybe because they want to eat them, or maybe because children are small and less threatening, or maybe they just want to play. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, you want to play with me, kids? Let's go find this dumpster. (laughs) Well, some lore says that only children can see them, too. So maybe that's why. I don't know, but there are adults have seen them too, apparently. They usually come out at night, especially if there are children playing, and especially if they're playing with a ball, which is what several of the YouTube videos are of. I think the one I showed you. Oh, like yeah. Playing soccer or something. Yeah, and we'll post some of these on the ground right. so and you guys can see. Some of them are totally, totally fake, but I don't know. Some of them are pretty convincing. I like that (laughs) they could be real who knows uh or unless someone's like really good at video editing i don't know either way well it's not like something like cgi exists so there's no way for someone to put like a cartoon into a video and the videos are usually pretty grainy too Mm. (laughs) so i don't know this is reminding me of that scene in signs that fucking cracks me up so much where it's like a party and then they're like, it's an alien, it's an alien. And then he, like, walks by and it, like, freeze frames. And he's like, hey, I'm an alien. But it's, like, like terrible, like, found yeah. footage style. 
I don't know. That's just what I'm picturing right now. And I'm so excited. Well, I'm picturing when they spoof that in Scary Movie 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's, like, dogs humping each other. And then he just, like, walks by really quick. And then the other one's, like, a dog, like, taking a dump. And he walks by really quick. <laughs> they're, like, very, very terrifying stuff. <laughs> Anywho, Duendes also live deep in the forest, usually in a cave, and if they have the opportunity, they will either lure or snatch children and bring them back to their lair. Duendes are earth creatures, so they love nature and usually reside wherever there's dense forestry. They are very protective of their homes, so don't fuck with their houses or they will be very angry. Some lore refers to Duende not so much as a goblin-type creature, but more along the lines of a spirit. Some believe Duendes to be the souls of fetuses and babies who died before they were baptized. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, that one's really, I feel like, kind of fucked up, uh, to yeah. be honest. I it have a lot of, up. I have a lot of issues with the whole, like, babies don't go to heaven if they're not baptized yeah. thing. But I will not get into it. Mm. But maybe the worst iteration of that is that they turn into small men that leave their families and eat children. Right. Well, this is more so like along the lines of a spirit. Oh, okay. This isn't like a goblin figure. They just believe it's like a malevolent spirit type. That somehow does not make it better. Mm, Yeah. It's kind of worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyways, they're described as hungry, persistent, and nagging little ghosties. Same. Since they're babies and obviously never learn to speak, it's very difficult to interact with them because they can't talk or understand what you're saying. They just want and they need because they're ghost babies. That's really sad, a ghost baby. I know. Duendes can also refer to the souls of babies who were discarded or undesired and were killed in a horrific way. So either like drowned, suffocated, or just left for dead by their parents because they didn't want them. No, we've been over this. If you leave a baby outside, Mm -hmm. you didn't kill the baby. Oh, wait, what was this? The feral child. Oh, yeah, nature kills the baby. Nature kills What What episode? I feel like we've talked about this on several episodes of people just leaving babies out. That, ooh. And it, like, doesn't, I think it was Jeannie or Jin. Oh, for sure, Jin. It was Jin and then feral children, for sure. Like, I'm just, like, putting the baby outside (laughs) and, like, whatever happens, happens. But the baby was fine when I put it out there. I didn't do anything to it. Nature did. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. These spirits were said to haunt sources of fresh water, like rivers or streams or springs. And their mission is to try to find their family that abandoned them and left them for dead. Revenge baby. Revenge babies. No one... Boss baby too. <laughs> Seek revenge. Revenge of the boss baby. To boss to baby. <laughs> no one knows if they do this because they wish their parents harm But they apparently do come after siblings. If either of the parents went on to have other children, they their whole purpose in life is just like attack these kids. Oh, because I guess they're jealous. I mean, I kind of like that plot line. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, why'd you leave one baby out? But then, like, yeah. If a duende is tormenting, well, this version of a duende, Mm -hmm. this evil spirit baby duende is tormenting your family an exorcism is done to rid you of this evil baby spirit 
But don't tell your priest that you had a secret pregnancy mm. or else he probably will refuse to help you and then the baby spirit will probably get you. So, Is a baby spirit duende a duendito? Ooh. Which is like substantially cuter than like a duende. I, you know what? I didn't, didn't say so in my research, but I like it. I feel like we should... We should perpetrate that. Well, they're already so little, though. I mean, yeah, but if it's a baby one. Bebe? 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 Bebe Duendito? Bebe Duendito? Oh! <laughs> duendes. Now, so now we're back to, like, the normal Duende. We're oh, because you're adult like, Duendes. We're off of, like, the spirit Duende. Okay, just so no more Duenditos. Keep it straight here, yeah. Okay. Duendes are also known for their hairstyling skills. Whoa, I did not see this coming. But they're only known for one style braids and you are going to love this part because in Mexico if you put your horse to bed at night Mm -hmm. with no braids Mm -hmm. and then wake up in the morning and find braids in its mane people believe it to be the work of a duende as a horse girl I have put my horse to bed (laughs) countless times with no braids in his hair and has he woken up with braids? Sometimes. Sometimes curlers. And I'm like, where did you get these? What? You look fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Well. So there's a duende out there with, like, a hairstyling license. Braiding people's hair left nice. and right. Also, apparently they like to braid the hair of little girls, too. It's, I mean, it's kind so of So it's nice. not just horses. It's like any hair they can get their hands on. Well, what, you know? is, what is a little girl but a small two-legged horse? Yeah, basically. I know I was when I was little. <laughs> there is also a museum in Mexico called El Museo de los Duendes, mm. or Museum of the Duendes. And it showcases braids from a horse's mane that they claim have been braided by an actual duende. And so they have it like cut out of the mane and it's just oh. like on this like board. And it's just like this scraggly knotted mess. Okay. But apparently it's from a duende. I don't okay, know. so they're not good at braiding. They're so bad at braiding. Okay, they're literally so br- okay, so bad. So, so like they do it, but they can't do it effectively. Mm. So it just looks terrible. Yeah, it's like it. Yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, I've watched videos on YouTube of this museum, mm-hmm. and I've seen the braids. And like I said, Twinday cannot braid for shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they also incorporate weird wire and like other like grass and hay and shit into the braids, and they honestly just look like giant knots. Oh, okay, okay. So you're using the term braid very loosely here. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, if you're looking to get your hair done by like a tiny earth creature, maybe ask a fairy or something. Yeah, for sure. Like if you just want your hair really fucked up, though. Like yeah, like I feel like fairies would be pretty good at braiding. Oh, one hundred percent. That's like some Cersei Lannister hairstyle shit. Yeah, I mean, I tried to see if the museum had a website, and they no longer do. But the domain is up for grabs if anyone wants to buy it. That's if you actually go to um, (laughs) elmusiodeduende.com. That is our new website. Yeah. So it's a quite unusual podcast. <laughs> enjoy. Backslash quite unusual podcast now mm. lives here. I also watched a video on YouTube where a family in Guatemala claimed that they were being terrorized by a duende. Mm-hmm. And as the woman is speaking about how the duende has been messing with the family by turning off the lights and throwing things, and as she's literally saying throwing things, a piece of fruit is thrown at her from over the roof of her house. What? It's insane. And, I mean, 
the look on her face is just pure terror. Oh my god, I want to watch this. Kind of makes me believe. I, I don't believe know. it. Unless she's just a really great actress. I don't know. Anyways, the interviewer goes around to the house to investigate and he doesn't find anything. So then he goes back and they continue the interview. And then this woman is just talking and just more shit just gets tossed at her. There's like a sock, um, a backpack, more fruit. <laughs> And it's almost as if someone is, like, standing on the other side of the house or yeah. in the trees throwing things at her, which is weird because everyone in the family is, like, there. So weird. Like, the interviewer, like, goes around the house and then comes back and her hair is just, like, the most fucked up braids you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> right. There's, like, a fork in it. And, so like... when did that happen? <laughs> well, then later in the interview, the man is interviewing the grandmother and she is basically just, like, losing it. She's Aww. hysterically talking and crying about how the Duende throw rocks at her all of the time and that they threw Maseka on her head, which from my Googling is cornflower. I don't know. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I found. So apparently they just throw shit at her all the time. And she's like, they're ruining my life. Blah, blah, blah. She's like bawling her eyes out, which also makes me believe that it's real. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Grandma's don't lie. Right. They also claim that their daughter had a bucket of water thrown at her so hard that the bucket <gasps> hit her in the face and it bruised her face. Oh, no. Yeah. So That's so mean. I mean, there are so many videos about these things existing. I mean, on YouTube, and I guess they could be real, they could be not. But I even came across a video from an actual news station <gasps> playing that it played on Telemundo because it had little T yeah. on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it was a man who claimed to have a duende living in his yard. Like, this is legit news that they're reporting. I feel like it's real. I know, me too. I mean, it, it was in Spanish, and I am a gringa who has taken eight years of Spanish in school with nothing to show for it. So I didn't fully understand what they were saying, but, like, I got the gist of it. Like, yeah. he was taking her. They had this video, and it honestly, it looked like there was an invisible little creature like it was like coming in and out of focus oh really and it it one days are invisible is it invisible or did it put frosting all over Uh, its face so you can't see i don't know it could have been pita-ing or it was invisible but yeah i don't know kind of seems like they're real i want to believe i want to believe i want to believe but okay let's say you have a duende in your house okay and it's come into your home mm-hmm. and it's made your house its home okay so like a duende took over my house right okay what do you do what do i do well some say that you can coexist with a duende if you just show them a little bit of respect look here duende respect is earned it's not given you can give them housework to do okay And they like that, I guess. Sure. And then at the end of the day, if you give them a little treatsy, they love that. Okay, I changed my mind. I wanted one day. Right? I have a lot of laundry to fold. Don't want to do it. And I just made some pudding. So you know what? We are perfectly set up, Nicole. Exactly. If you really, really, really want to show them some respect, Mm -hmm. you can give them the first bite of every meal you eat. I already do that with my cats. Because they love that shit. That's so cute. And as long as you continue to treat them with respect, they will continue to help you. Okay. I changed my mind. I wanted one day. Honestly, it sounds amazing. Like, how Mm -hmm. do we get a duende to clean for us? I will gladly give up every first bite of every meal that I eat in this home if it means that I do not have to do laundry and put my clothes away. The worst part about being 
a fucking adult is laundry. Is laundry like, and Okay, putting I could it do away. laundry. Putting it away is the worst. Oh, you know what? I love doing laundry. It's fine. It's like folding it. You set it, it and you forget it. Folding it. Folding I want to die. That's putting fine. Putting it away. You can watch TV while you fold. <sighs> putting it away is like actual torture. <sighs> yeah. And it takes like five minutes, but I get distracted. And then it takes 45 minutes. I want a snack. And then sometimes I fold my clothes and they're on my bed. And I then I'm like, bored. I want to go to sleep. So then I right. put it in a basket and then it's there for two You put weeks. it on your bed so you'll have to put it away when you go to bed but you don't do that you just crawl right in you sleep around it yep that's how even as an adult yes you do it all right if any duendes are listening right now (laughs) i will fully let you braid my hair and even compliment you on it and give you some chocolate pudding and maybe like some of my gummies and you know how i feel about gummy bears she loves gummy bears yeah um if you fold my laundry if you fold our laundry yeah you got to fold both of our laundries. That's the only thing we need to do. Everything else we can handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we've gone over the basics of what a duende is, let's get into some details of some different versions of duende. Because there are a lot. So I'm just going to go over like some of my personal favorites. Okay. This is like the duende top ten. Yeah. Well, top like three or four. Okay. Okay. So first, we're going to talk about the Tata Duende, or El Dueño del Monte. Oh. And it comes from the Maya culture and the Mestito culture. Okay. And these little guys are known for luring children into the jungle. So not good guys. So naturally, parents have used the lore of the Tata Duende to scare their kids into behaving Which I totally support, by the way. Children should always be terrified. They should be scared or else they're going to misbehave. (laughs) Neither of us have kids, but honestly, I feel like it's a good parenting strategy. (laughs) As non-parents, we support those. We support you. In Mayan, Tata means grandfather or old man, and Duende means goblin. Okay. And they are described as small old men wearing large hats Often carrying a stick or a machete. All right, that just sounds like my grandfather, if we're being honest. Either are. They have no thumbs and their feet face backwards, like I mentioned above. No thumbs. Mm-hmm. But this is so that they are impossible to track. Oh. That's why their feet are backwards. Mm-hmm. They also don't have any knees. Okay. So when you mentioned knees before, I was going to be like, oh, but I didn't want to spoil it. Oh, you know? spoiler alert. So they don't have knees, so they are said to walk really weird. Like um, Hank Hill's dad from King of the Hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. But this is interesting because in all of the videos of sightings or supposed sightings Mm -hmm. that I've seen on YouTube, they always have a weird gait to them. Oh, shit. So what if they're real? So what if they're real? Parents tell their kids that if they ever come across Tata Duende, they should hide their thumbs (gasps) or the Duende will bite them off. Also, because if you do this, you can trick the Duende into thinking that you are related to him or like him because you also don't have thumbs. And then he won't mess with you. So he's jealous of thumbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Tata Duende get blamed when anything bad or weird happens on a farm. Like, you know, you go to bed and you just brushed your horse's mane <sighs> and then you wake up in the morning and he all of a sudden has a mm. knotted French braid mm-hmm. with like weird grass and wires sticking out of it. I've been there so many times, honestly. It's got to be Duende, you know? The term Tata Duende comes from 
Belizean folklore, and they believe they are a forest spirit who lacks thumbs. The Yucatec Maya of Belize see the duende as a good spirit who protects the forest and the animals, and they leave offerings for them in exchange for their help and protection. Oh, that's sort of nice. Mm -hmm. Even though he bites off thumbs. Well, that's why you gotta leave him an offering. Give him a little treatsy. A little treatsy. The Tata Duende love to smoke cigars and play the guitar, which honestly sounds super chill. They're so cool. I'm here for it. But actually, Josh Gates from Destination Truth, which I don't know if you've seen that show. I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's one of my favorite shows. He like, he's a uh, cryptozoologist. Okay. Which is honestly my dream job also. Yeah. And he basically just like goes around and tries to like debunk or if they've, like, seen, like, a Bigfoot or something, he tries to hunt for Bigfoot or, like, I don't know, a Chloe. werewolf. Or it's, a, it's, it's really cool. Anyways, one of his episodes, they featured the Tata Duende, and they came to the conclusion that what people were seeing and what they were thinking was a Duende was probably just a spider monkey. Oh. Which makes kind of sense. I mean, I think some sightings can probably absolutely be oh, 100%. chalked up to be that. 100%. Probably like 60% of them are just Right. Movies. But I still want to believe. I want to believe. In Spain, the Anahas from Cantabria, the Zanas from Asturias, and the Llanas from Castile and Leon are a version of Duende that are actually more nymph-like, if anything. I like that they all rhyme. I'm a big fan of that. All the names rhyme. I hope I said all of those right. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm a gringa. I like it. I like that they <laughs> rhyme. Um, and I like where you're going with this. So, Well, this version of the Duende is actually super sexy. Okay. They're described as beautiful beings with long hair. No. Wearing dresses made up of stars and stardust. Oh, my God. With gorgeous pearls who love to just brush their hair for hours on end. So they fuck up everyone else's hair. And then they're like, look at how luscious and luxurious my hair Well, I don't know if these ones are known for braiding. Okay. Do we know if these are male or female or are we a non-binary duende? I didn't I didn't see if they could only be one type of gender, but... But they're gorgeous. I think they're mostly female from what I've read, but I haven't heard that okay. they can't be male. So. Okay. So I'm just picturing very small Penelope Cruz. Mm. everywhere beautiful i love this yeah they adorn themselves with crowns made of flowers and they have floral staffs and they could be small like as tall as a flower but they could also change their size to be as big as a human or even taller okay so penelope cruz is it one day yeah yeah Mm -hmm. they also live in the woods near a water source like a fountain or a spring or a river or a lake And they sometimes also live in caves, and they typically come out during nighttime when humans are sleeping. They keep bountiful treasures in their homes, which they protect dearly. They are not evil. They're more of like a neutral being, and they bless sources of water. They bless forests and farms and also animals. Mm. They're kind of cute. I like them. They help humans for the most part, especially from running away from Oankanas, which I guess is a cyclops, like an ogre cyclops-like oh, being. Ew. Okay. And if a man finds one of these duendes brushing her hair, he can marry her. 
and then he will also have all of her bountiful treasures. Only if they get divorced, though, he gets 50% of mm. the assets. No. If the man is unfaithful, mm. she will disappear along with all of her treasures, and then he shall live an impoverished life for the rest of his life. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like this one day. That's how that works. Dwendita. Get it, girl. The Tragos are the most hated duende. They are evil and mischievous, and they enter people's homes through the chimney and live within the crevices of the house. Okay, when you said the word crevice, I got goosebumps. Crevice. Stop it. They steal your personal belongings and move things around, which is so fucking annoying. So basically, they guarantee that you'll just like lose all of your like most treasured items forever. Oh my god, like car keys, which sucks. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, terrible. They climb trees and they throw rocks and branches at people. They also turn good boys into bad boys, but like bad, like cool bad or bad no, like like bad, like bad naughty children, like naughty oh. bad children, or I guess. If a boy is already just, like, naughty and bad, Mm -hmm. he might eventually turn into a Tragos. Oh, shit. Yeah. And lastly, we have the Duende of the Philippines, spelled D-W-E-N-D-E. Phonetic. I like it. And they are known to dwell in rock formations and caves and in old trees or dark, uninhabited parts of the forest. They also have been known to live in anthills and termite mounds, which sounds kind of gross. Sounds very itchy. Okay. We had ants in our house one fucking time, and I had a goddamn meltdown. Yeah, we were itching for the whole day. I had a fucking BF about this. Yeah. Noelle doesn't like ants. I don't like them in my house, okay? See, I'm fine with ants. Spiders and centipedes, eh. Ants, I'm cool. I will be best friends with a spider. Yeah. But an ant... You get fuck off you, and die. You deal with the spiders, I'll deal with the ants. Perfect. That's it's perfect, perfect relationship. <laughs> Actually, the ones who live in the anthills and the termite mounds are called Nuno Sapunso, which translates to Old Man of the Mount. Cute. They can be good or bad, but you can tell which is which because the good ones are white and the bad ones are black. Uh, problematic. Well... Yeah, but also white is seen as, like, pure, and black is, like, a dark, evil color. I guess. It's not... No, I know, I know. I know, I know. know. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I don't know. Maybe. They love to play with children, and oftentimes will only show themselves to children. Offending a Nuno Sapunso is taboo, and if you step on one, it is believed you will be cursed by the Duende. Well, yeah, don't fucking step on him. Honestly, it's so rude. Yeah. I, like, watch where you're walking. Just imagine, like, once. a child stomping on your foot. I'd fucking curse him, too. Right. But that's all I have for Duende. And if anyone has any stories, like, you've been told tales or you've been warned about the Duende by your parents or your grandparents, please, please, please let us know because I am so interested. Oh, my God. Me, too. Like, I love is, these little guys. Is your dad a Duende? Is your and dad a Duende? maybe he went out for a pack of smokes and he never came back? <laughs> I'd like to know. Let us know. I want to yeah. hear all of the lore, all of the stories you were told as a kid to scare you into behaving. Let yeah. us know. You can send the stories to quiteunusualpod at gmail.com. Yeah. I'd like to talk about a little creature not unlike a Duende. Actually, they sound very similar to Duendes. Like when you were reading like through and like telling telling us about Duendes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're virtually identical. I think that each culture has 
their own version. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about in Ireland, there's the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Mm-hmm. There's just like a different, I little don't know. Little dude everywhere. Different little, yeah, different version of a little dude yeah. around Like around an international the world. little dude society. Yeah. Like 100%. I honestly, I honestly believe that there are because how many stories of different little dudes in all around the globe Every are there? Country. Right? So they have, there has to be some truth in it. Yes. Some truth. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to you guys about gnomes. I'm sure we have all seen or at least heard about gnomes in some capacity. Like yeah. we're saying Little Dude Society. International <laughs> Little Dude Society. Yes. We need to write that down because that's going on a t-shirt. International Little Dude Society. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure at least everyone has seen a garden gnome in their life. You know, like those fancy little statues with the long bearded guys with like the big hats and people put them in their gardens. You know, if you haven't seen a garden gnome, where have you been? I don't even know. I'm sure everyone's seen this. Yes. Like 100%. If you haven't, write to us and we'll send you one. I will send you a garden gnome. I'm going to send you a copy of Gnomeo and Juliet, the animated show, which is the only capacity I have ever seen Romeo and Juliet in. That's the only capacity. I've never read it. I've never seen the play. I've never seen... You didn't have to read it in high school? The only... The only reason I know about Romeo and Juliet is, is from the animated movie Romeo and Juliet. Wow. I mean, I thought that's what it was called. You thought Romeo was Romeo. I thought that that's what it was, and I was like, "This is really <laughs> fucked up." Like she's drinking poison, and then like he thinks she's dead, and yeah, then how like do they flip that and reverse it. Actually, I have no idea. I've never seen <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> to be a kid's, <laughs> a kid's thing. I just assume that they both die in the end. Spoiler. Mm. Shakespeare wrote it like 900 years ago. I mean, if it's authentic, they should. I fucking hope they do. (laughs) Okay, getting back to it. Um, I have a a hot take, which obviously is not that hot in this room. Mm -hmm. I believe with all of my heart that gnomes are real. Yeah, I do too. Like I said, they have to be. There's so many stories, Mm -hmm. all different cultures all around the globe. They have to be. Exactly. Like every culture has like some sort of gnome, right? Right. Well, and I was telling you too... Um, there's this, he's like a paranormal ghosty guy that we follow and he's mm. knows all about basically anything paranormal. Sure. His John, name's John Tenney. Yeah. And he has stories about gnomes. Yeah. We just bought his book. We just bought his book uh-huh. about gnomes. But apparently he's had like encounters with them. I guess I he talks about them in his lectures. I want to encounter a gnome. We will see his lecture at Michigan Paracon. So. <gasps> oh my God. I hope he talks about it. I've only heard about it. I haven't. I'm going to heckle him until he does talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Throw shit at him. Yeah. I don't think he'll like that. But Garden gnomes? <laughs> he'll like that. He'll like it. I think so. So, yeah. Like, a lot of cultures, they believe in gnomes. Everyone thinks gnomes are real. Everyone has a gnome. Little Dude Society International, right? Mm. But, Nicole. Yeah. Where do they come from? I don't know. Where do they come from? Where do they go? Where do they come from? Cotton Eye Gnome. <laughs> Cotton? You say Cotton Eye Gnome? <laughs> that was in my dream last night. Oh, that was the dream, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had to put it in here, yeah. The mythology of the gnome has existed for centuries in one way or another. Like we said, across all cultures. I'm going to kind of stick to more of like a Greco-Roman-European vibe here. Okay. But I'm sure eventually we'll circle back and we'll hit up everyone else's little gnome. Yeah. Gnomey boys. Right. Yeah. Gnomey boys. (laughs) It all started with the pygmies of Greek mythology. The pygmies were a race of humanoids, very small in size, and often shown in folklore as being mean and loving to fight. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like them. They are portrayed in the Iliad as constantly at war with cranes. You know, like herons, like the, the tall, birds? like water birds. Okay. Yeah, because they're super small. What's their beef with cranes? Well, apparently, cranes were said to migrate into the pygmies' lands, oh. which were on the south shore of the earth. Okay. So they would migrate during the winter months into the pygmy lands, and the pygmies were like, um, excuse me, giant birds? Not a fucking chance. So they would band together, and then they would, like, attack and slay their towering bird enemies. (laughs) The pygmies were described as being about a foot and a half tall, or the distance between a grown man's knuckles and his elbow. Which is like a foot and a half, right? Isn't that so weird? Yeah. I know! I just... Everyone is doing the same thing that we're doing now. I lifting this, your hand up and measuring. I don't know if you saw me do this earlier, but I was like, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. Isn't that so weird? Well, don't they say that your the length of your arms is like how tall you are? It's like your wingspan. Which I don't believe. No. Because I have very long arms. Can we measure later? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we're going to... we're We'll update everyone <laughs> about our wingspan to height ratio. <laughs> this is where... The term pygmy comes from. It literally means between elbow and knuckle. So like a little dude that can just like casually lay from your knuckle to your elbow. That's so cute. I know, right? And you're familiar with Gulliver's Travels, which I'm sure most people are. Yeah. Wasn't uh, Jack Black in that movie? Yes. Am I making that up? I think he was. Seems right. It's also a book. Well, yeah, I know. But like that's what why it became like popular in the recent years is because mm-hmm. it was a movie. Yeah. So there's a scene in there where little tiny people tie Jack Black down with ropes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Jack Black. I think it, I'm picturing it and I think it is Jack I think Black. think it is. But I'm picturing him as Nacho Libre for some reason. Oh, Probably because nice. of the Duende vibe. I don't know. So this was taken directly from Greek lore that's depicted as pygmies sneaking up on a sleeping Hercules and tying him up so that he couldn't escape. And then they just, like, beat the shit out of them and, like, ran away. Oh, that's fine and normal. I mean, they're not great people. Okay. Super chill. They also attack birds. So, like, they're not... Well, the birds were on their territory, so... I fucking guess. Maybe Hercules stepped on there. It's a real West Side Story happening. <laughs> that's where the plot of on West Side turf. Story came from, actually. The pygmies and the cranes? Yeah. Yeah, that's the original Sharks and Jets. The pygmies were also mentioned in Pliny the Elder's book called Natural History. He said, beyond these in the most outlying mountain region, we are told of the three span. A pygmy who does not exceed three spans, that is, 27 inches in height. So I'm not a math guy and I don't know what 27 divided by three is, but apparently that's a span. 27? Isn't that nine? I don't know. I just told you I'm not a math guy. I literally have no idea. I'm not a math guy either, but well, I'm going to sound stupid if it's not. There was a pygmy called Three Span, and Pliny the Elder wrote about him. The pygmy was a precursor to the gnome, but remained in folklore alongside the gnome for a while. In the medieval era, a book called The Travels of Dr. John Mandeville describes the main character traveling through the land of pygmies. And I found a fun little excerpt that I'd like to read. Please do. Should I read it? I'm not going to read it in a voice. <laughs> read it in the Brooklyn accent. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you don't even have to ask that twice. That was partially a joke, but now we're just going to roll with it. No, I want to. Do it. It's me. I'm Dr. John Mandeville. <laughs> Sounds just like him. Exactly who the medieval people talked about. Okay. <laughs> 
Dr. John. Okay, it's Dr. John. I can't do this. Where that the folk be of little stature, that be of three span long, and they be right and fair after their quantities, both the men and women, but they would not live six year or seven at the most, and he that liveth eight year, man, not, nope, (laughs) this is really hard to read. And he that liveth eight year, men hold him there right passing old. These men be best workers of gold, silver, cotton, silk, and all such things, of any other that would be in the world. And they oftentimes war with the birds of the country, and they take and they eat. So basically, that's old timey talk. For these are little (laughs) dudes that are like 27 inches tall. He said that they didn't live older than eight years old at the most. Oh, okay. Um, and they just fight with birds all the time. So it's pretty consistent well, from they, culture to culture. They're small and they hate birds. They're small, they're little, they're aggressive towards birds. Yes. Well, they don't live long. They've got to get it all out in eight years. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of pent-up rage because they only live eight years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time that we're seeing them being described like a la Snow White in the Seven Dwarves style with working with like metals or like they describe fabrics, just basically laboring. So this is the first time that that's sort of introduced that they're hard workers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in this era, we see the transition from the word pygmy into the word gnome. So a pygmy is essentially a gnome. Yeah, it's like the same Or like thing. evolved from it. Or yeah, something. like anything that's the size of like from your elbow to your knuckle is a gnome <laughs> or a, a gnome. pygmy. Okay. The word gnome comes from the medieval Latin word gnomus, which means gnome. Gnomus means gnome? Yeah, spoiler alert. I'm so glad you clarified that yeah. I would have never guessed. I know, it's like it's so stupid, right? And it's confusing. This is the first time the word gnome was used, and it was used by the coolest fucking dude ever that I almost feel like we should do a, like a side episode on. Okay. He was a Swiss alchemist. Already loving it. Named Paracelsus. Paracelsus. And he claims that he saw gnomes. He's like, oh, I yeah. believe him. He's like, gnomes were like old friends. I freaking believe him. How there, there are too many stories. They have to be real. Right? Have to be real. So he refers to a dwarf-like earth-dwelling spirit. He first came up with this idea in 1712, and it blew everyone's mind. It's believed that Paracelsus came up with the word gnome from the Greek word genomus, which means earth-dweller. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it was genomus, then he shortened it to gnomus, and he's like, and guess what gnomus means? Gnome! <laughs> yeah, it means gnome. Paracelsus was the dude that first thought up the idea of elemental beings. Mm, I want to do a whole episode actually on elementals. I think we absolutely should. Yeah. Yeah. Gnomes are the earth elemental, and I don't want to go too far into elementals because, I mean, obviously. We want to do a full, actually, probably a series because it's probably going to be more than one episode. Yeah. We should just do like a full like fae series. And just, like, hate all of it. Like, Mm -hmm. Faye, Elementals, like, all the good stuff, man. Because Mm -hmm. I kind of got, like, this research took me way too long because I got sidetracked over and over and over. Well, yeah, if we do Elementals, the Faye will definitely, I mean, you have to do part of it in there. Yeah. 
But let me tell you a little bit about a gnome elemental, and then we'll go, we'll deep dive it in, I don't know, uh, 23 episodes. Yeah. Okay. So exactly. someone, someone hold us to Some, that. Yeah, somebody. When we're at so, 21 episodes from now, just remind <laughs> us and we'll do it, okay? Yeah. An elemental is a being that embodies one of the four elements. There are five elements. Um, the fifth one is Lilu Dallas Multipass. I'm sorry, what? The fifth element is Lilu Dallas Multipass. Oh, I thought you were going to say spirit, because that's also the fifth element. <laughs> it's like, what? Gnomes represent the earth element. They embody physical labor in the sense that they can transform and like terraform the world. They're also seen as very stubborn, but also brave, and they're compared to boulders a lot. Like, a boulder does what it wants, man. I mean, a boulder is like an inanimate object, though. Is it? Or is, is it, it a, a gnome? Oh, <gasps> that's right. Paracelsus believed that elementals were one with their element. This means that the gnome could literally pass through dirt, stone, rocks, mountains. Like, I guess a mountain's just kind of like a really big rock, isn't it? I, uh, I feel like it's, it's not. Got, it's got some other things in there. Some, <laughs> like, what's like, like the recipe in. for like a mountain? I say like dirt, rock, uh-huh. moss, so like one goat. At least. Trees. Oh, like, probably some trees. Probably a lot of trees. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So gnomes can just pass through all of this without even, like, hesitating. Gnomes are basically just scurrying, like, around underneath our feet in the ground at all times. Oh, really? Yeah. They can just, they just like, pass through the ground like a ghost passes through a wall. Because, yeah, they're just, like, one with the earth. Every time you, like, walk outside, you're like... Point me like, hey guys, how's it going? No, 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 100%. Gnomes, along with being an elemental, are also part of the fey world or fairy world. The Hildefuk, which I am obsessed with, or the hidden folk is also part of this world. Gnomes have power over rocks, earth, and flora because their bodies, get this dude, you're going to fucking love this, their bodies vibrate on the same frequency. As rocks, earth, and flora. Dude, same. So that means that basically, like, when they pass through these solid objects, they just, like, their cells become one because with like the, the dirt, same and then thing. they, like, morph, like, through That's it. So cool. Isn't that so fucking cool? Yes. Some gnomes work and mine stones, gems, and metals. These gnomes are also known to guard treasure like gold silver rubies diamonds like whatever gemstones like little precious things that you find in the ground mm-hmm. if we're talking about dungeons and dragons which you know uh-huh these would be considered like a deep gnome they live in caves and in underground layers in scandinavia the underground world of the gnome is called i cannot say this word but i'm going to try so hard the land of the Nebuglogin? Nope, not even close. The <laughs> land, the land of the what? Nibelungen. Nibelungen. I want to say it with like a Scandinavian accent, though. How do you do one of those? I don't even know. You're the accent guy. You gotta know. I don't know. Is that it? Is that good? <laughs> uh, I think so. We're probably offending somebody right now, but I apologize to all of our Scandinavian <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so they live in the land of Nibelungen. Do we like it? We like it. We're going to stick with it. We're going to stick with it. The deep gnomes have excellent vision in the darkness and are often depicted as being a little bit taller than their forest-dwelling relatives, standing at a crazy height of two or three feet tall. Wow. 
I picture them being like Gollum from Lord of the Rings also. Precious. 100%. And this is just something for all of you out there. Be your own precious. Honestly, yeah. You mm-hmm. yourself are precious. You are. You don't need to seek anything else that's precious. That's right. Be your own You've precious. been precious all along. Because... <laughs> yes. It's a... Just sit on that for a while. Just take it in. There are also forest and tree gnomes. These are the ones that have more of like the fairy characteristics. They're playful and they're humorous. They're little pranksters. Mm -hmm. And they're also like little thieves, but in a fun way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Technically, gnomes are forest sprites, along with like a dryad, elves, satyrs, things like that. Mm -hmm. Gnomes are said to build houses that blend into their surroundings, exactly like PETA with his frosting. The houses are like Snoopy's doghouse, sort of like it's like a little door and like the side of a tree or whatever. And then it opens up and it's just this teeny tiny little entrance and it's so cute. And then you go through the entrance and it's just limitless space inside. Did you ever dream like I used to maybe this is just me and I'm a weirdo. This is a dream episode now. Did you ever like when you were when I was a kid, I used Uh to like lay in bed like to try to like fall asleep Uh and I would pretend that my room was like inside a tree and I like lived in like this little like gnome hut and I like or like a rabbit burrow and like it was all cozy and comfy and like that's where my bed was and I would like envision it to try to help me fall asleep that is so cute i don't know if anyone else has ever done that maybe Um, i'm just a weirdo and like (laughs) no 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 you're not i used to do that like with honestly i still kind of sometimes do it with like my bed yeah like like, i like get all like cozy and i'm like yeah like Like, a little i'm like in a little nest yeah i'm like in a little tree like i'm in like the like the stump of a tree and this is like the cutest thing right now we're like going like in the little tree with my shoulders it's so cute That's what I used to do. It helps me fall asleep. I I do that, but it's with my bed, not my room. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like your bed uh-huh. is like your like little it's like my, like I nest. Call, I call my bed my nest. Mm-hmm. So and like a little foresty, and you're like I would always pretend I was like a gnome or like I don't know a little forest animal. That's so cute. Yeah. You're so cute. <laughs> well, gnomes, just like you and your little forest animal past, <laughs> are known to be friendly. They prefer to live in large communities in their chosen terrain. They communicate with the spirit that inhabits nature around them as well. Um, I don't know if all of you knew this, but every plant, tree, and rock has a spirit that connects it to each other. Hmm. Okay, that's just a fact. It's called Mother Nature. It's real. Yeah. This is not, this isn't even folklore. That's real. Yeah. Some lore considers gnomes to be this nature spirit incarnate. So they would look like the nature that they live in. One example given, um, but I guess you could really think of it like anything, is of poison hemlock. So poison hemlock um, has like little white flowers on it and like these little pointed green leaves. So the gnome of poison hemlock would resemble sort of like a little tiny human, but like a skeleton because it's like a poison. Oh. And then they'd be thinly covered with like a transparent flesh almost. And they would live in and through the hemlock, and they would make their little homes amongst the leaves. So would they be evil because it's poison, or are they just like... I think they're just chilling with it, man. Just like, don't mess with me. Yeah. Of sort of, yeah. Oh, kind of yeah. like like how clownfish like, like live in like the poison like anemones, but like they're like buddies. I mean, I wish I could live in like a poisonous house and no one would ever bother me. I mean, technically, we could if we were threatening enough. 
Do you want to be threatening so nobody wanna, comes to our house? Oh my god, do you want to set up like a bunch of booby traps outside? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one time, yeah, I do. One time yes, I accidentally I threw carrot scraps at the mailman, yes, so I feel like did. we're already on our way there. We're halfway there. The mailman already hates us. Yeah. So all we have to do is piss off the garbage man. No, he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> We have a hot garbage man. We do have a hot garbage man. Anyways. If you're listening, garbage man. Uh, <laughs> additionally, if a gnome is this, the nature spirit of a redwood, they would be larger to match the style of the redwood, with long, branchy arms and bodies that sort of move like they're being blown about by the, like, the wind. So like a little tree guy. The gnome nature spirit is regarded as being so intertwined with the plants that they live amongst but in the event that the plant is cut down, they also die along with the plant. Hmm. Even though some gnomes are larger than others, they still remain smaller than that of a human. From what I saw, a forest gnome ranges in size from around six inches to like four-ish feet, depending on the lore. Wow, that's a big range. That's, yeah, I guess like different types, though, if you think about it. Like yeah, people like, come in different heights. Yeah, like different, I don't know. Or yeah. it could be like a different breed. Mm, you know? Definitely. Some lore states that gnomes have the ability to also change their size at will, which you said about the Duende. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I think that, I don't know, maybe that's a, just an overarching trait. I feel like Duendes are gnomes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, 100%. Yeah. A 17th century French writer called Henri de Montfachon de Villard believed that gnomes were 100% real beings. Like, he had no question in his mind that they were real. Mm -hmm. And he said, The earth is filled. The earth is filled. (laughs) He said, The earth is filled. Well nigh to its center with gnomes. People of slight stature who are guardians of treasure, minerals, and precious stones. That's what he sounded like because he was French and old-timey. Yeah, that's definitely all French people sound like that, right? I want to apologize to our French <laughs> listeners. Uh, all zero of you. Yes. Um, but now I'm picturing like a hollow earth situation just completely full of gnomes, which I'm here for and honestly yeah. makes a lot of fucking sense. I think that they do live in like towards the center of the earth. I don't not believe in hollow earth. I Turns out. Fucking do on some level like, like there's like tunnels and stuff and yeah things. there are fucking creatures there's a fucking cave there are a hundred feet under missouri that has fucking government cheese in it there's for sure little dudes that live inside the ground little dudes little creatures that don't come out in the sunlight think yeah. of like think of the ocean and uh-huh. how vast and deep it is and how there are things and like species that we will never see because they're just so far deep that humans can't even go. Maybe one day we'll invent something. I don't know. It's gotta be the same with the center of the earth. Dude, 10,000%. That's accurate. Like, think of how big, how big the globe is. It's like, honestly. Just because we haven't tapped into so it doesn't big. mean it doesn't exist. We are a geography podcast, so trust us. The, the earth uh, is really big. The earth is really big. It's like so big. You wouldn't even believe it. And it, it takes. 10 hours to get from Illinois to <laughs> It does. Some parts. You're correct. You kidding. are 100% correct. I'm just kidding. We, no. You're, you stick by this. We're a geography <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay. These gnomes um, that live in the center of the earth, they're, like I said, communal creatures. They have families. They get married. They have little gnome babies. They also have, like, little societies and little villages where they all have jobs and stuff. Oh. <gasps> 
I know. They wear clothing made of the element in which they live, which I think is very fun. Yeah, it's cool. Like, they could have, like, a shirt, like, woven of grass. No. Or whatever. Maybe, like, leaves. Who knows? The clothing is also said to grow with them as they grow. And it blooms in the spring, and it changes color in the fall with the seasons. I love that. I'm, like, obsessed with this idea. How adorable is that? It's really cool. Gnomes are also always hungry. Same. Wow. Am I a gnome? You're pretty tall. I don't know. Get next to my forearm. Get next to my knuckle to elbow and I'll (laughs) I'll judge. So they spend most of their time feasting on big meals with each other in like little community settings. And I think that's so cute. Now we're going to talk about my favorite kind of gnome because I'm obsessed with this and I will never be more obsessed with anything in my entire life. Mm. In Iceland, they have what is called the Hildefolk, which means the hidden folk. Okay. This is also sometimes translated into like elves, but I feel like it's a blanket term for dwarves, elves, gnomes, any of these little dudes. The little dudes society. International little dude society. Yeah. Right? If any of our listeners like know this actual lore from like your family or like whatever, I want to hear about it because obviously like we can read so much online, but like until you like hear this directly from someone that was raised with this sort of stuff. I feel like I'm, we're not getting the full story. You know what right. I mean? And yeah. I've been to Iceland and you've been to Iceland. And I've I've seen these little, like, huts, oh, these little homes. Oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I wish that I was more into it or, like, yeah. wanting to, you know. I love that. When I went because I was just like, oh, that's kind of cute. And I had no idea about this lore because well, I went, like. We're going to go back, right? We have to go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went, like, probably, like, five years ago. And I wish that I had known about more mm-hmm. about this lore because I would have like gotten deeper into it when i was there i'm obsessed and i'm sad that i didn't absolutely but we're going back so it doesn't matter we're gonna go back we're gonna go back the hildefog come from a combination of the norse settlers in the area believing in little guys called the alfar and then also they had enslaved people of irish descent which i did not know what who believed in hill fairies who they called the good people that would protect them from their captors the two kind of got mashed together to create the Icelandic Huldafolk. According to the original folk tales, the hidden people are said to be, quote, large in build, like not tall, but like they're little stocky dudes. Like the oh, little so like beefcakes. Like musk- yeah. Yeah. Muscles. Yeah. Muscle little muscle men. <laughs> little muscle guys. Oh. Their clothing is all gray and their hair is black. Their dwellings are in mounds or hills. The Hildefolk are considered to be ultra natural as opposed to supernatural what does that mean how fucking cool is that term that's really cool i love it it means that they don't represent like overcoming or being superior to nature like a superpower Mm. but instead that they're one with nature and they use nature's power as their own power. so they're not like a weird thing that shouldn't be in natural like they're like shouldn't be in shouldn't be in nature like is unnatural like they're literally nature they are so nature that they're ultra nature how fucking cool is that that is pretty cool ultra natural i'm obsessed with this the hilda folk are used as a warning towards children obviously (laughs) but especially towards anyone to respect nature and to not wander off too far into the dangerous and mysterious landscape of iceland which if you guys have seen pictures of or know anything about iceland it's basically like boiling lava pits and like geysers and waterfalls and like endless rock formations it's basically like freaking 
it's like another out planet. of Lord of the Rings. Like you walk, you're just walking in nature, and you're like, "Am I fucking in the Shire right now, Middle Earth?" Like mm-hmm. it's you're it's literally Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like you're in Lord of the Rings. When Iceland was taken over by Christians in the 11th century, the idea of Adam and Eve was combined with their belief of the Hildefolk. They reconciled the beliefs with the story by saying that Eve had children and they were dirty and they were unwashed and just like unclean little kids. I mean, like, let's be honest. All children have like jam on their fucking hands and yeah, dirt all, on their face all, all the time. All kids are pretty unclean and dirty. They're wildly dirty. So Eve had all these little dirty kids that were hers and she hid them from God and lied about their existence. And then God declared in God's voice, what man hide from God? God <laughs> will hide from man. Because God's a little bitch, and that's what he would sound like. Then Lilith took the children under her wing and raised the children for Eve, and then she taught them to be, like, kind of naughty and, like, bad kids. Yeah, because Lilith is dope as shit. Um, you just told me about Lilith, and I didn't know about it for the first yeah. time, and I'm fucking obsessed with the story of Lilith. Lilith is the best part of the Bible. Or I guess I don't even know if she is a part of it. I don't or know. If they don't talk day. about it. I don't know. Me neither. But she's cool as shit. She's so cool. Look up Lilith. Actually, we should just do an episode on her. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> when Christianity started to tamp down the old ways of doing things, like Christianity does, they started getting rid of celebrations that they deemed to be ungodly or immoral or whatever. But the Hilda folk fought back. There's a story that originates from the 12th century where the Hilda folk like team up with the townspeople and they take revenge on the Christian law enforcement and like the preacher and stuff like that in the town. Nice. Who has instituted a no dancing policy because he believes that dancing is considered immoral. Whoa, 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 wait. Is this? The Hilda folk (laughs) tie up the sheriff and they drag him off into the wilderness. Mm. So that the people of the town can once again dance and get footloose. They get footloose. <laughs> I was going to say this sounds a lot like the plot footloose. Actually, that's where the plot, um, the idea for the movie Footloose came from. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon was there and he was like, hey guys, we're going to dance again. Kevin Bacon is representative of the Hilda folk in that movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, Wait, is that actually or are you making that up? No, it's 100% accurate. Your face is telling me different. <laughs> no, it's not real. Wait, did you? Oh, so you made up the whole dance thing? No, the story is real. the The whole story is completely real. But the but Footloose well, is not based off of this old <laughs> Icelandic tale. So it is the there is they took dance away and then yeah, they took, really yeah. Isn't that crazy? What if it is though? What if whoever wrote Footloose? God, now I need to know if like maybe like they read about they it read and about it was like it. stuck and there was like a little earworm moment. They're like, hmm, what if and there's <laughs> a small town and, and they <laughs> have to get rid of dancing? And then this badass outsider comes in and he gets Footloose and he punch dances his rage out and makes all the kids want to dance oh and he brings dance back to the town. He does punch dance his rage away in a wooded glen, doesn't he? I think he does it in a warehouse. He does it in a warehouse, yes. (laughs) But yeah. So he's, Kevin Bacon is Faye. That's canon. He teaches that one guy how to dance. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. He's doing the Lord's work. Teaching men how to dance. They could use help. Honestly, they all can. (laughs) There are four holidays in Iceland that have a connection to the Hildefolk. New Year's Eve, the 13th night, which is January 6th. 
Midsummer Night, and Christmas. All of these holidays are marked by the tradition of leaving food outside, also maybe a little alcohol moment for them, mm. as an offering to the Hilda folk so that they do not break into your house and hold wild parties. Why would you not want them to do that, though? <laughs> so apparently, if you don't give them an offering, they come into your house and they drink all your alcohol and they eat all your food and they fucking trash the place. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. So mm. you just, like, give them, like, a little moment outside and they get footloose out there. <laughs> now I got a good loose. Hit the fuck. Pick up the Sunday hoop. <laughs> On New Year's Eve, the people in Iceland leave candles burning outside to help the Hilda folk find their way as they are said to move to another home as the calendar moves to another year. So they just move house every New Year's Eve. It sounds very stressful, to be completely honest. Honestly, yeah. yeah. And on Midsummer Night, it's said that if you sit at a crossroads, the Hilda folk will come and bring you gifts and food. But you have to refuse the gifts, or they will take you to their fear realm and never let you go. If you successfully resist, you will find gifts at your doorstep the following morning. It's, like, totally cool to take. Uh, let's find a crossroads at on Midsummer. Okay. Night. I'm good. I don't know, man. If they have, like, some really good-looking treatsies. I might want to eat them. You're going to be forever in the Fey realm. I got nothing going on They're here. They're going to suck your blood until you're dry and I'm kill ready. you. It'll be, be a blood bag for the Fey. That's fucking fine. I have literally nothing else going on here. <laughs> well, well, I'm with the podcast, so like, if well, it's cool with okay, you. Okay, you take the treatsies, and then I'll be patient, and then I'll get the treatsies uh-huh. the next day. Okay. And I'll still get to stay in this realm. Oh, shit. You know what? Actually, that's a way better option. Yeah. 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 I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that, too. Not yeah. to copy you, but I'm going to do that too. Well, you should probably should. Okay, well. Throughout the Atlantic countryside, you will see teeny tiny little houses that are built for the Hilda folk, which we were talking about earlier, and we will post pictures of because they're so fucking adorable and I'm obsessed with I them. I wonder if I took, I don't even know if I took any pictures of them. I, I remember seeing them though. They're so cute. Yeah. People will leave offerings of food and alcohol in front of these little Hilda folk houses and they will ask the gnomes for favors of protection. Mm. These little houses, they're so fucking cute, dude. And I think we should put one in our backyard. I want to put one. I have Can a we? little fairy garden. I know. It's so cute. A little makeshift one, but I think we should. Okay. We'll do a hill to We could put little offerings by it. <gasps> or we won't. So they come in and they get footloose in here. No, I don't want them to get footloose on my that shit. house is pretty dirty already. Oh, we can get footloose in the backyard, but not in my room. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's my space. Okay, fine. You know? Fine, fine, fine. The people of Iceland believe so much in the Hilda folk that they attribute accidents and disasters to their wrath. I have two, um, there's like a billion of these stories, but there's two that are my favorites that I want to read. In 2011, the Hilda folk were believed to be responsible for an incident, and I'm going to butcher the hell out of this word because I cannot speak Icelandic words don't make any sense. (laughs) They're wild. Um, This place is called... Ooh, Bolun Garvik is what we're going to go with. That sounds right. No way that's right. Okay. In this little town, rocks rained down on the residential streets from the sky. Hmm. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's just the Hilda folk. That's what they do. Like, just like coming out of the sky, just like a bunch of like little rocks. It's fine and normal. And people were like, yep, that's what happens sometimes. And they were totally cool with it. Hmm. And then in 2013, road construction was stopped because... 
Hildefolk supporters and environmental groups protested, stating that the road would destroy the habitat of the elves and the gnomes. And so, like, they just had to reroute where they were building this road. Well, I think, um, I don't know, and I haven't done my research on this, but I have heard that in order to build roads and, like, mm-hmm. anything to do with the land mm-hmm. in Iceland, you have to get permission. Yes. Because of the Holdefolk. Yeah, absolutely. There's, like, all these stories of, like, like people using, like, equipment to, like, yeah. dig in stuff without, like, asking for right. permission. And then it just stops working but it's like, or it like, lights on fire. Like, governance, or... like, here oh, yeah. you can build wherever, but you mm-hmm. have to – there you can't just build wherever you want. You have to get permission because you don't want to offend – any little dudes yeah that's accurate according to a 2015 study 62 percent of icelanders believe that the hildefolk are real with an additional 10 percent being like well um we don't know if they're real so we're just gonna say probably maybe because we don't want to piss them off because those people probably have seen them or somebody in their family has seen them and has told a story so it's like yeah this shit exists dude there are like hundreds of stories on the internet of people being like oh yeah i've seen gnomes like right. i've seen hildefolk like right. they're 100 real and iceland is so so magical and yeah. like far removed and it's its own little island it's yeah. like if there was going to be anything mm-hmm. like this it would be in iceland oh 100 you know like, they don't have mosquitoes there really is it because it's too windy because of the gnomes they eat them really no i don't know it's too windy I it's you, probably too windy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, garden gnomes. I want to just wrap this up with a little garden gnome moment, okay, because they are surprisingly interesting. Mm. Garden gnomes have been popular since gnomes basically have existed in folklore. Ancient Romans had these little statues of a fertility god called Priapus, who would be placed in the gardens to watch over beehives, flocks of sheep, and grapevines. So this is sort of considered like the first little garden gnome watcher over mm. guy. In the 17th century in Europe, sewn men called grotesques, which were painted in very bright, like lavish colors and measured around three feet tall, were placed in the gardens of wealthy people as a status symbol. And of course, in typical Italian fashion, there was a designer who made exclusive gnomes. His name was Jacques Callot. He produced 21 of these little dudes in 1616. He called them Gobi. (gasps) And they were hand engraved and painted. These were like the ultimate status symbol. In the late 1700s, gnomes made of wood and porcelain, painted in very bright colors, were popular. And they were sort of like mass produced, but not in the way that we think of mass production. Um, It was just that like everyone was making them because they were such a status symbol the previous century that everyone wanted one. Oh, so it was like everyone had Louis Vuitton bags, but mm-hmm. then this was like the Michael Kors version. A hundred thousand percent. Yeah. So so this basically stripped the little gnome gobies of their status symbol status, mm. if you will. And then everyone had a little gnome boy. Aww. Garden gnomes became popular in Germany around the rise of Grimm's fairy tales, which there is a very fun tale about gnomes that like steal like a little girl it's super fun and then like they like barter with her dad to like get her back i don't know it's it great. Is, it's a grim fairy tale mm-hmm. oh yeah so they were little statues that were used to bring luck and if they were kept inside the house it would help you clean your house at night or like keep it clean 
These little garden gnomes were usually portrayed as having little hunched backs and they held little gardening tools. The gnomes, if they were put outside, were said to come to life at night and help aid in the growth of the plants in your garden that they watched over. In the early 1900s, gnomes took on the look that we know now, with long white beards like little black boots and their little tall pointy hats. Mm. When Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was released in 1937, which feels like so fucking long ago for an animated movie. 1937? Isn't that insane? Yeah. Like, doesn't sound right? <laughs> Not at all. I double checked it. <laughs> the, the gnomes again changed to reflect pop culture. And they started sporting little glasses, little pipes, little round bellies with tunics and belts. And then also this weird thing happened in the 1970s where there was like a resurgence of gnomes. Mm -hmm. And everyone had gnomes in their like gardens. Mm -hmm. And people would steal gnomes and like put them in like different places in the neighborhoods. And then that kind of like died out for some reason. That reminds me of... um what is it night there's like a goosebumps is it revenge it's like revenge of the gnomes or like night of the lawn gnomes or something really yeah it's one of the best ones why can't i remember it well i guess it's been like 25 years 25 years since i've watched goosebumps but yeah or or red goosebumps actually well that's super fun we should look through all of our old goosebumps yeah that all the gnomes come to life and there's like the one good gnome and yeah it's like it's one of the best ones I don't think you've ever Should, read that. Oh, I want. I wonder if Goosebumps is streaming anywhere. Because I, I bet it is. It. I'm sure it's on like yeah. something. Also, um, that's all I have for gnomes. But we should get a garden gnome because I cannot believe we don't have a garden gnome. We do have an indoor gnome though. Mom. I thought you said you had outdoor ones. I don't have an out. outdoor one. Mm-mm. What? No, I don't. All right. So mission for this weekend yeah. is that we're going and we're buying a gnome. Got it. I'm going to buy a gnome and you're going to buy a gnome. Yeah. Gnome guys They're going to be friends. We're gnome guys now. They're going in the garden. Mm-hmm. We have to represent it. the international, what would I call it? The international society of little guys. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Of course. No. All right. All right. So that's all uh, we have for gnomes and duendes and little guys. Little guys. But it's opened a lot of doors for future episodes yes so i would like to continue with this i think we should sometime in the future yeah we will keep the society international society of little guys rolling for a long time (laughs) we're trying to do this thing where we mix up we've been doing like a lot of true crime lately so we're trying to mix up and like kind of get in like some since in 2022 we've been mixing up yeah we've been pretty good mix it up yeah so we have Usually, this is when we would do a listener mail, like a story, something creepy, which still, if you guys have any gnome or duende, even if it's just a like a lore that your grandma or someone yeah, 100%. told you, we want to hear it. We'll read it. This isn't necessarily a creepy, weird thing that has happened. This was a DM from a friend. This actually feel, this this goes with the theme of the dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. We said this was Duende Gnome. Dream. Dream. Uh, so this is a dream show it now. fits perfectly. And I honestly put it in because it made me laugh so hard that I peed. So without further ado, I will read you. Um, and I have not heard this. So an I'm email from a friend and I told him all about it, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going it blind because it's okay. fucking hilarious. Okay. All right. I can't wait to pee. So this starts as with Nick and No, mm-hmm. you two showed up in a dream of mine last night. <laughs> okay. 
I think you'll enjoy what I can remember of it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we had gotten into a podcast war against each other for funds. I took on the role of the villain in the battle, and somehow I had won. I don't know. It's a dream. When I was leaving work in my dream, I was walking out to my truck when I saw Nicole standing there okay. with a baseball bat. Okay. Who, wait, who wrote this? This is from Brad, our friend Brad. Okay. He has also has a podcast, Killing, Missing, Hidden. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is Brad's dream. Uh-huh. And I'm okay. just going to say mm-hmm. the tactics in which he says that both of us fight, mm-hmm. pretty on brand. Okay. All right, so we're going to get there. So he sees me standing outside of his truck with a baseball bat. Okay. So he continues. Now, since I work for the government and since we get threats from time to time, no one can really get into our parking deck. It's underground with lots of security measures. Plus, I'm what, like 700 miles away from y'all? But there is Nicole doing her best Harley Quinn impression. That's pretty unbranded. Yeah. I walked up and tried to figure out what was going on. Nicole answers... And I don't remember what she says other than basically that it was time for payback. That's also pretty on So I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. it's time for payback, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he continues. I do remember asking if this was a joke, which received a reply of a broken headlight oh. courtesy of the baseball bat. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, do you think this is a fucking joke? And just is this a joke, it? Brad? He continues. At this, I bow up and throw down my bag, mm-hmm. apparently ready to rumble. Let's say, let's go, Brad. When all of a sudden, <laughs> Noel jumps down from the rafters <gasps> above, lands on my back, and starts tearing the shit out of me, all spider monkey style. I'm gonna come at you like a goddamn spider monkey, Brad. Which is like, I feel like my fighting style would be like, I'm in your face, Brad. Yeah. What you gonna do and about I'm, it? Yeah. And you would be like, sneak attack. And I'm in the bro. rafters, and I'm like, ah, like as I like fall on him from exactly. the ceiling. It's honestly pretty accurate. It's pretty, it's pretty on point. So he continues, as my alarm goes off to wake me up in those last fleeting moments of the dream, an ambulance has arrived and is tending to my injuries. My legs were broken in several places. <laughs> <laughs> my back and neck had chunks of flesh ripped out from bite marks. And You're my welcome. F- <laughs> my face was scratched to hell and back. You're fucking welcome. And no one could figure out who or what had attacked me. I was keeping my mouth shut. That's right. You know why? Snitches get stitches. Motherfucking stitches. <laughs> Needless to say, I apparently fear both of y'all on a deep <laughs> subconscious level. <laughs> And I will apologize now if I've ever done anything to offend you, because that was a nightmare of a beating. Toodles, Brad from Killin' Missin' Hidden Podcast. Wow, thank you so much, Brad. Um, that was wonderful. I'm so glad that we could be in your dream that way. Um, I'm so glad that we have put the fear of yeah. of our own fists if, into you. If this has taught you anything, Brad, it's do not fuck with us and then if you've also learned one other thing it's that snitch bitches end up in ditches bitches so you better you better not don't be a snitch out. bitch do not be a snitch bitch so yeah i All mean right. 
Honestly, we say we want listener lore of like crazy things that have happened to you. But if if you've had a funny dream about us. Yeah, here it is. Uh, We'll read it. Maybe you had a dream that we beat the shit out of you. Maybe you had a dream (laughs) that we're all best friends and we were on that sitcom Friends or something. I don't know. Whatever it is. If you have a story about a gnome, if you have a funny dream, if you have anything you want to tell us, you just want to be like, hey, yo, what's up, bitch? Um, (laughs) Hit us up. Email us at quiteunusualpod at gmail.com. Or, as always, you can slippery slide into our DMs. We're on all the social meds. All of the social meds. And if you like what you hear, you can rate, review, subscribe, send us a review. Actually. Oh, my God. We got such a good review. Can I read it? We just got the best freaking review. Send us us reviews like this because, honestly, hilarious. And whoever you are that sent us. Oh, I know who it is. Oh, you do? I do. It's Jules. All right. Well, Jules fucking rock all right let me pull her up please read this okay so this comes from jules the title is this podcast saved my life okay so picture this it's a random monday night i finished my nightly routine of herding cattle and i go to hop into the shower before i step into the shower i stop to put on my shower podcast and I stumble across this beautiful blend on purple and blue on my screen (laughs) i decide to hit play I stand in the shower, letting the hot, sweet water wash away the pile of sheep wool and sweat on my skin. <laughs> I grab a bar of soap and scrub down my whole body, but just as I go to set that bar of soap down, I hear the host, almost whispering like a devil on my shoulder, shaming me for forgetting to scrub my feet. <laughs> so I do what any sane person would do, and I get to scrubbing. After the scrub has been finished, I set both clean feet back on the ground and immediately slip like a cartoon character on a banana peel. <laughs> I slam my head against the side of the tub and I feel myself losing consciousness. We call that million dollar babying, babying in the biz. <laughs> babying. <laughs> However, just as I'm about to blink away into the blackness, I hear the voice of what sounds like James Blunt. Supposedly, my roommate believes this to be James Blunt as well. And then being James Blunt's number one fan, they run into the shower and they see me and immediately call for help. Had it not been for this podcast, I would have died in the shower. Or a foot disease, probably. <laughs> I owe this podcast my life. You're damn right you do. And five stars. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I am just really glad that during the fall in the shower while you were washing your feet mm-hmm. and your legs as you should mm-hmm. that you didn't come out of it with james Plantonesia. because that's a real threat yeah you're so lucky yeah. that that didn't happen yeah. to you julie thank you so much um i'm glad that you you survived and i yes. just have one thing to say to you you're beautiful it's true it's true <laughs> you know what else is true we have a Patreon. We sure do. You can support us. Search us, Quite Unusual Pod. If you want to give us money, go there. But we have two new patrons to welcome. Oh, okay. So first, we I would like to welcome Mark W. And I would like to welcome Sam M. Welcome to the coven. Welcome to the coven. And as always, remember to celebrate the strange. And keep it unusual. Bye. Bye. You're beautiful. It's true. That must be up one day. Washing your feet. <laughs> and if you're a child, he's going to kidnap you.
And this is the part of the show where we give praise to the all-knowing leaders, supporters of the podcast, and all-around benevolent beings. But him, M, mm-hmm, he can believe it's not better, but only because he's a psychic and unfortunately has to see the full life cycle of margarine from start to finish in the blink of an eye when he picks up the container. Oh, well, that's interesting. But yeah. he can he can believe it's not better? He can. Oh, okay. To Savannah L., who decided to kidnap Nessie and bring her back home. Obviously, Nessie needed an aquatic habitat to be comfortable, so Savannah set up a kitty pool in her backyard. It will have to do for now. Dylan B., who has recently befriended a crow, decided to buy the two of them matching best friend rings, but the crow kept hiding its shiny ring. So Dylan got the crow and him matching ring pops instead. Totally solved the problem. Oh, and delicious treats him. Mm-hmm. Mm. To Justin W., a masked vigilante that goes by the name Black Widow. Since... Spider-Man was already taken. Mm, yes, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evan K., who has discovered what he thought was a gopher hole in his backyard, is actually a bottomless pit. Oh, man, has he had fun throwing things down there. I bet. Clothes, a folding chair, bread slices, you name it. Oh, a good bit of fun. And Katie T, who can't understand why strange things just keep falling onto her roof of her house, seemingly straight out of the sky. Like bread slices, a folding chair, clothing. You name it, really. Hmm, I wonder where that could come not from. Not connected, I didn't. No, not no. at all. Adam K bought a recorder for the sole purpose of playing records backwards to see if they really say hidden satanic messages. So, yeah. Adam now hails Satan. I mean, don't we all? I do. Hail Satan. Mm, yes. Christina N, who recently wrote a strongly worded letter to Cher, letting her know that she does believe in life after love, but only because she can see into the future and life literally goes on forever. Well, until that asteroid comes, but we won't talk about that right now. No, we'll just believe in life after love. Mm -hmm. Kelsey C once floated into an alternative universe in a regular old... Soap bubble. Oh. Who knew they were perfect for inter-universe travel? Hmm. Mm, quite durable, it seems. Sounds like the good witch. Oh, yes. The Wizard of Oz. I suppose someone may have accidentally plagiarized something like that. No. I'm, it's just a coincidence, I think. <laughs> things like this happen, I think. All of the time. Maybe. Mm, yes. To John S., who rented a house for the summer at the edge of a bog in hopes of finding what he believes to be a race of bog men who are completely obsessed with Elton John. Where he got this idea, I don't know. But nonetheless, we support him. Caitlin R. recently found a frozen caveman? Buried in the backyard Mm. when she was digging a hole for an in-ground pool. Naturally, she defrosted Mm -hmm. him and brought him to high school with her. And her best friend is Polly Shaw. Oh, does she live in Encino? Mm, I believe so, yeah. She might. Well, 
Our final coven member for the day, Mark W., he has one thing to say. He wants us all to know that that very caveman that they dug up, that's Brennan Fraser. No. I know. Isn't it shocking? What? The abs on that one. Oh. I know. Love it. Thank you to all of our coven members on Patreon. Without you, we are nothing. We're not worthy. We're so not worthy. We're not worthy We're of your love. Terribly not worthy. Thank you. You're just... You're just so nice, honestly. 